I'm Nisha Zachary, and this is The Zigzag Leap, brought to you by Permission to Leap. For years, I've been talking to people about having permission to take a leap of faith. We all know that life doesn't happen in a straight line, so how do you overcome your past and possibly current circumstances to live the life you were created for? Stick around to hear our guest answers that will lend you some courage to give yourself permission to leap, no matter how twisted the path may be. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the zigzag leap today i have with me kay sauls um so kay can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself i can do that uh i am kay sauls i'm an actress i'm born and raised in houston texas um and i started there you know singing and acting um there in Houston. Well, of course, you know, like everybody else, uh, you, you know, you start out in the churches and kind of stuff. And that's how I did. I wasn't even trying to do anything when I was, <laughs> okay. I, they told me to do it. I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> that's how it works in church. You show up and it's like, here's your life. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I do it. And what's so funny was that, um, that our whole family was like a singing family, really. And stuff like that. So we had our own groups and stuff like that. And then eventually we ventured off into other groups. So I sung with some celebrities and stuff like that. Well, you know, of course, it's like background stuff. And uh, in church, uh, most of my life, uh, I served as leader, you know, over women's ministries. Uh, I was on a ministerial staff. I am a minister. Um, and also oh, a minister of music at two churches and stuff. So I continued to sing and all that kind of stuff like that. But I don't know, it was just something about being at the church and mm-hmm. I it was like never enough and for years it took me to, to really just ask God like, I'm like what is this about uh with church and everything you know I mean I love church I'm a church girl you know what I'm saying but it was just something that was like not fulfilling to me and everything right mm-hmm. so first I grew up in after some years uh some people were like what is wrong with you it's like you keep moving around in your seat and everything, you know, it's like you're uncomfortable. And when they said uncomfortable, it was like, uncomfortable, that's it. And I realized even the sermons and everything else in that uh, uh, childhood church was not enough for me anymore. It was like I was eating cheese and crackers. Um, mm, ever since. Yeah. I think, like if I eat one more piece of cheese and one more cracker, I'm going to blow, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and uh, eventually I ended up leaving that church. And I'm thinking like, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. And um, the church I was at when I grew up, it's like they ran the church like a business or something like that. So that was getting on my nerve too. And I was done with church people and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, you know, well, forget all this stuff. I'm just, I don't know. It's just going to be me and God and everything. And so my mom ended up uh, introducing me to another um, church. And But when I went to that, you know, I went with a closed mind and everything and not realizing God was leading me to this church. Okay. So what's funny is that when I was there, you know, I kept asking God still, I'm doing the same things that I was doing at the last church with the women's ministry. I was minister music again. Mm-hmm. I was on the ministerial staff and I'm like, something is not adding up. I don't feel fulfilled what's going on, you know? And uh, between my family and my church and jobs, my schedule was full. But at the same time, I'm thinking like, is this ministry for me? You know, so much. So I'm like, who am I? I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I, I didn't know that question. <laughs> what? My, yeah. my life was everyone else's. So, you know, it was consuming my life. And I never really had time to really uh, fit my things in to even really figure out who I was. I'm thinking like, okay, so is my ministry Erin Girl? What is it? You know what I'm saying? I'm ministering to everybody else. But it seems like uh, I need kind of ministry or something, you know? And so I was asking God all the right questions, but not really even realizing what I was asking. You know, I was asking, I'm like, I'm bored with everything. I'm like, it seems like there's something bigger. I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what it is. Lo and behold, I don't know how I came across that book, but do you remember the book, uh, Purpose Driven Life? Yes. By Rick Warren. Yeah, I ran across that book and I said, what is this? And I just flipped it over and read the back. And I was like, (gasps) I'm like, that, oh, you know what I'm saying? I started reading that. And then shortly after I started reading the book, my pastor started, the, the second church, he started talking about purpose and all that. I'm like, shut up, really? You gonna start preaching? And then every Sunday, I was like, I had a notebook. I was just writing, because it was like feeding me. And I need to go home and like really digest all this stuff. So uh, from there, you know, God just started speaking some things to me um, about purpose. 
love it. So when we talked yesterday, you were talking about how um, how you got from being in Texas to being in Atlanta and how God was speaking to you and this huge transition. So before we go into that part of it, what is your definition of permission? Because I think your definition, the way you explain it, says a lot about everything that comes after in this conversation. My, okay, it's like a twofold thing for me. Uh, number one, uh, my God definition would be, God said you can do it, then you can do it. I mean, he's not a man that he should lie. If he tell you who you are, and that's really what, what purpose is all about, showing you who you are. Telling me some things, he was saying things like, you know, listen, um, what you're doing right now, is not your purpose. It's not your destiny. And the reason why you wasn't feeling fulfilled is because this is not the place where I'm going to have you. It's, it's going to be a place where I'm going to send you. Mm -hmm. that, uh, as a matter of fact, um, you're going to be relocating to Georgia. Er, scratch the record. Excuse me. I think my hearing is kind of off. What's going on here? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> okay, you said I'm going to wear. <laughs> And you saying like I'm going by myself. I'm going, mm -hmm. I'm going by myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, have you lost your man? <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Let me pause right here because I think that that whole conversation between you and God right there was mm -hmm. absolutely perfect because some people think like you have to be so you know put together when you're talking to God and it's like it's not like He doesn't know what's going on in your head in the first right. place. So you may as well just go ahead and say it out loud. It can blow out myself. Exactly. If you can have that on, honest conversation, you have an honest conversation, you will get an honest answer. Yeah. That's my thought. But anyway, yeah. keep going. But for real, oh my God, I'm not going no, uh-uh. I am not going to Georgia. And you said by so myself? Just, just so we got this clear, you are in Texas, and he's uh -huh. getting you clear across the country by yourself. By myself. Somewhere you've never been. 800 and something plus miles by myself. Okay. All right, God, let's do this. I thought that was the devil talking. <laughs> yeah, the mother devil. That ain't God. That's the devil. I can see, I've never heard God speak to me. Like, I mean, I heard God speak. Mm -hmm. But I guess it was the kind of things that he was speaking to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. we... What are you talking about? I'm like, no, nah, that ain't God. I'm like, nobody about relocate. Mm. A whole lot of people relocated about. Mm. Okay. <laughs> he said, Abraham, go to a country or a place I'll show you, and I'll show you when you get there. Hold up. At least he's telling me where I'm going. Right. To go. You're one up. <laughs> and when, yeah. And when you get there, I'm going to tell you, it seems like when he said that and I told him he lost his mind, I said, listen, I'm not leaving my family. I love my family. Uh-uh. I said, you asking me? I said, God, that's too much. No, no, I can't do that. I said, yeah, I love my job. You know, I did. At the time, I love my job. I think I'm not leaving my job. I'm sure not leaving my church. He's speaking purpose. He's, thinking, he's speaking the stuff that I'm trying to hear right now. I can't up and leave right now. But God wasn't, talking about, God wasn't talking about right then. No way. You know what I'm saying? It took me like five years before I actually had to leave. Really? Yeah, it was like uh, 2006 is when I, I think I heard him saying to go. And five years later is when he said go. Uh, when he said to go to Georgia, and I said, you crazy and everything, I'm not leaving my family, all hell broke loose. When I tell you, yeah. and everybody started to come against me, uh, my family, uh, they were against me going. Um, they started just saying nasty stuff to me and treating me real bad. The job started sabotaging my work and lying on me to the owner, saying I did things that I didn't do. Yeah, they were reporting me and writing me up for no reason at all, calling me in the office, saying that I was late to work, and I was the first one to work. Yeah, it was like a lot of stuff. It was sabotaging my work. I had major reports that I had to, I was doing spreadsheets and stuff like that. They would go to the system and change my numbers before the owner could print them out and take them to the meeting. So he'll take the wrong report with the wrong sums and stuff like that. And so he would come and come after me, you know, you're incompetent. You can't do this. You can't do that. You embarrass me. Wow. Yeah. Is going on same thing with the church i'm thinking like okay do you know the people from the job but why y'all doing the same stuff <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Y'all lying to the pastor about me and they were saying I was doing things. I'm thinking like, I'm going crazy. Really, what God was doing was closing in the walls. Because I mean, yeah. the walls. So this is like your job season. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Yes. yes. I, w- I was losing everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, with the job, you know, they were taking duties away from me because they felt like I couldn't, I could no longer do the job. Uh, it, same thing with, the, uh, they kept me as minister of music because they didn't have anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, don't worry about that because I'm going to send somebody else to take that too. I'm like, what? And so God was just getting me ready to leave. I didn't really, I, at the time, I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. So he making sure I had no excuse. So you thought you had options and he was going to make sure that you understood you did not. <laughs> that right there. Wow. <laughs> that part. <laughs> okay, let's see how making your own decisions goes for you. Right. Okay. So who's crazy now? Right. And for real, it was like he, when I said that, you lost your mind. I ain't going nowhere. He was like, it's like he said, mm-hmm. We'll see about that. I got you. <laughs> so much so that when it was time to go, I came to God and said, when we leave. <laughs> wow. See? And that right there, I think, is exactly where he wants us. Like, okay, we are fully dependent uh, yeah, to walk yeah. out our purpose in his way. I thought about Jonah with that, though, because, you know, if you think about it, Jonah did the same thing. You know what I'm saying? He told him to go to Nineveh. Mm-hmm. And in so many words, Jonah was like, I ain't going over there. No, I don't even like them people. They, you know, they, they still they ain't going to listen. They ain't going to do this. They ain't going to do that. And God was like, he ran from God. And then what? All hell broke loose. <laughs> boat he was on and everything, right? You know, and that, just like they were trying to get me fired, they was like, okay, look at God, forgive us, but we're about to kick him out. We're going to throw him over, uh, overboard, okay? <laughs> That's crazy. You know? But when he was in the belly of the fish, what did he do? He prayed finally, because he was down, he took him all the way down to the uh, bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And he ended up praying and asking, telling God, listen, I'm, I'll do it. Hands up, I got you. Right? And so, God said, okay. Mm-hmm. So then you got to that point too, right? I did. I, I was like, hey, when we leaving? I, I, at the time, I didn't think about Jonah. But later on, when I read, I said, shut up. Did I just do the same thing? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm, I'm It's one of those things you don't want to admit, though, you know? Like, I didn't do that. I would never be Jonah. I, I was just playing. So, child, please, but when it got through, I was ready to go. Okay, I'm like, look at when we leaving and start packing and everything. So, when it was time to go fast forward... Um, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, you're telling me to go, but I have no idea how to even start this thing. I've never left or, or went anywhere without my family. You know what I'm saying? They thought mm-hmm. about like, those things and stuff. And so and that's the thing with God. When, um, when you're pursuing dreams and things like that, <laughs> you need instructions before you do that. You know, you need his guidance. I know it's a lot of people right now that are like the children of Israel with their dreams. They're going in circles. They're over there singing, talking, you got me going in circle. No, you got yourself going in circles. Because <laughs> you didn't consult with God first. Mm-hmm. And the story that I think about all the time, it's like really uh, my whole journey, I was thinking about Moses and I was reading Moses. And you notice when Moses was leading the children of Israel out of Egypt, God showed up in a burning bush. And told him when going to Pharaoh, he gave him instruction. Listen, you're gonna go over there and talk to them, and you're gonna say this, you're gonna say that, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that. Right. Every step that Moses took, God let him step by step by step. But he went to, he stayed in God's face. You cannot pursue your dreams without being in God's face, especially if it's a God journey. Yeah. He said, and behold, I'll do a new thing. And before it springs forth, I will tell you. I will tell you. And you know, that's one of my biggest prayers, like in the morning, at the beginning of the week when I'm doing my weekly plans, is like, God, give me clear direction. I don't yeah. want any rhymes or riddles. I want clear direction, just like you gave your servant Moses. Yeah. You're going to need that because if he's doing a new thing, you've never done it before. Right. How do you know what you're doing? I didn't. If you know what you're doing, let me know how you're doing it. <laughs> because I did not. I'm telling you, I need it clear uh, like you said, step-by-step instructions. I mean, you need the who, what, when, where, and how all day. Take it all. Because I'm telling you, when I say step-by-step, he'll say, okay, go over here and do this. He might tell you, okay, the first step is to go to the airport. And then he's your GPS to say, okay, make a left here. 
make a right that kind of instruction too. Yeah. You, know you feel like, do I really need all that? I know how to get to the airport. It's like, no, because you'll get there too early. You know what? I have found that if, even when you think you know your way around, especially in Atlanta and DC, yeah. If you think you know your way around, the minute you get cocky, you will get lost. Oh, gotta teach you something too. I was just reading. Uh, Tell me it? about it. What was it, Joshua six or seven? I believe it was. Because I was kind of back and forth. Where Joshua and, and and his clan thought that they, you know, since they were getting ahead and and beating everybody and all that kind of stuff, they decided. I think it was the Amorites. I think if I'm not, I get those names mixed up. I think they were fighting the Amorites. They decided they're gonna go in there. And they don't need all the uh their troop with them. And they said it's you know it's only like a small group of them. We can take them. Let's go. Mm-hmm. But guess what they didn't do? They didn't talk to God first. Right. Yeah. So they, they got defeated. God said, first of all, you ain't even talked to me. <laughs> How do you know what you know? I could have gave you strategy. I mean, think about a, a football coach. What does a coach do before you even go on the field? He's giving you play by play, play. Mm-hmm. on what to do. You know what I'm saying? He, I guess he knows this team they played before, so he knows their strategies and, and tactics and stuff that you know that they're gonna do. I don't know nothing about football. I just I watch TV. And, um, you know that much, and it's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just using that because I don't know nothing about football. <laughs> but you know, just we're even looking at that kind of thing. They're even getting instructions from the coach. So how are you gonna play on the field or go out and pursue your destiny without the proper instruction? You don't even know who to talk to. Right. You're going A, B, C, and D. God may want to take you from A straight to M. Yep. And you're going all around John Yon's barn. I mean, do you want it? I mean, what do they say? They, uh, the children of Israel could have uh, done their trip in, what, four days, I believe? I, I think it was. It was in a matter of days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so because God felt like they weren't ready, he took the long way around. You know what I'm saying? 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. And that 40 years was because they disobedience. <laughs> I learned that. If you complain, you're making the journey too long. Shut my mouth. I'm like, okay, God, what we doing? <laughs> I so, don't understand, it, but okay. Yes, exactly. So you are getting started on your journey, and you started out like asking, and so it amazed me the way you explained the story because you asked for three things, and it was like, bam. And I'm just like, what? Now I'm really intrigued. I want to hear all of this story. So can you tell us about the three things? Yeah, it blew my mind. Okay, so when it was time to go and I was asking my questions, I said, God, listen, I don't know how to do this. I'm like, you got to tell me. Uh, and so lo and behold, the, the church I was going to at that time, um, it was a young lady. It just so happened a young lady had just joined in and everything. And they had testimony service or something like that. And she got up and she was she was saying that she had just moved from Florida and relocated there in Texas, Houston, Texas. And so I went, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta talk to her. So I, I can get some pointers or something. Right. And so I talked for a little bit and uh, we exchanged numbers and everything. She said, Yeah, call me and everything. If you need any questions, I said, Yeah, here's my number, call me if you need me. Good thing I gave her my number. So anyway, um, I went home and I was still praying to God. I was terrified. I had like days before uh, it was time to leave. And I'm thinking like, God, I don't have a strategy. I don't know what to do. I don't even know if I have enough money. And now I had gotten fired by that time from that job I was telling you about. And um, so I told God, I'm like, listen, I'm on unemployment now. And there's not enough money. I'm like, I'm going to need some extra money. And I said, Lord, I need three things. Listen, first of all, I'm scared to do that by myself. Don't make me do that, God, please. And so then I said, I said, you gotta have someone to come with me. You know, that's a long time. I said, what is it, 12 plus hours, 800 and something miles? I said, and then God, listen, I don't even have enough gas. How am I gonna get there? And at that time I had a car. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um I said, I need the gas money to get there. I said, I don't want to get there halfway, and then I'm stranded somewhere in the middle of nowhere. I said, I don't even know where, where I'm at. And I said, then whoever goes with me, God, I need money for a plane ticket to fly them back. You know, I wouldn't want them to try to take a bus and, you know, take them forever to get back home. So right. I only need a plane ticket, enough money to get a plane ticket. I say, you know, you can work that out and make it cheap too, <laughs> where they can get on back home. And in the middle of me talking about that, I wasn't even done with the prayer. Three, my phone rings and I'm looking down. I'm like, oh man, it was the girl from the church. 
I'm like, oh, no, not now. I'm talking to God about this. Come on, I can't talk to you. And I heard God say, answer the phone. I'm like, answer the phone in the middle of the prayer? And I'm thinking, like, well, he told me to go to Georgia. That was crazy. I get this is too. So <laughs> there you go. I picked up the phone and the girl just started talking. I don't know if she said hello. She said, hey, you still leaving to go uh, on August the 19th? I remember the day. Um, going to Georgia? I said, yeah. I said, I was sitting here praying and talking to God about it. She said, hey, well, I was thinking about this. She said, I haven't seen my grandkid in a long time. So, uh, and you know, I'm from Florida. So uh, I wanted to go there to see my grandkids. And um, I was wondering if I could ride with you to Florida. I'm thinking like, first of all, like, Florida? That ain't the prayer. Why you want me to answer this phone? Come on. <laughs> and so, but she kept talking. She said, no, um, I want to go see my grand my grandkids in Florida. She said, but from Florida to Georgia, that's just four hours. And I figured like you could do that by yourself. I'm thinking like, how you know to say that? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm scared to do it by myself, first of all. And then she said, and then, you know, I'll girl, I'll pay half the gas. And I'm like, and then she said, and then when I'm done with my trip, I'll just fly myself back. There you go. But the very three things that I was praying to God about, and I wasn't even done with the prayer. You know what I'm saying? And she called me with the very three things. She mm -hmm. said, I'm going to go with you. She said, I'm going to pay half the gas. And when I'm done with my trip, I'll fly myself back. I said, girl, you don't know what you just did. Girl, I'm going to push the, I was in a dining room table. I'm going to push the whole table. <laughs> that floored me. I'm like, what? That quick. He took away every single excuse. Yes. Every excuse you have. It just reminded me of the story of Isaac when he had, uh, I mean, excuse me, Abraham. He had a servant to go find Isaac, a wife. And the servant wasn't really saving anything. So he said, I'll just pray just like uh, my, my master does. So, yeah, so the servant of um, Abraham went to find the wife, and the exact prayer that he prayed was, you know, about giving him a drink and feeding his animals. The girl was walking up before he could even get through with the prayer. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm -hmm. just funny how you, you go through these things, and then you go read the uh, Bible, and it's like, it reminds you of what you went through. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And God answered the prayer with the, with, uh, with the wife and everything. So, you know. Went on my way. He he made the way. And the girl pretty much, she pretty much paid for all the gas and everything. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she just took care of a whole lot of things. I'm telling you, uh, the thing about with God is when you get God's instruction, you know, it's it's almost like he said, I'm co-signing. You know what I'm saying? Think about if God told you to go to the car lot and get a car. And he said, I'm gonna co-sign. In other words, he said, I'm making sure you come home with that car. You know what I'm saying? And right. I'm gonna make sure you pay for it, you know. And the same thing, God was making sure the trip was paid for. What I was lacking, he provided. I love, love that. Yes. I love that. So then you get to Atlanta. You stay about nine months. And then you head back to back to Texas. So the way you explained to me, like you went to scope out the land. And then, you know, he's sending you back to Texas. Yeah. How did you get back to Texas? That's another one. How did I get back? Okay. So um, I guess in a snapshot to kind of tell you what happened with that was um, in the course of the time uh, that I was there, I was staying with a lady. And um, I, as soon as I got to Georgia, the unemployment, I was getting stopped. And one of the agreements were that I would pay her rent until I can find a job and um, get my own place and things like that. So that didn't work out. As soon as I got there, God just like, and I was I was constantly losing stuff, lost my car and everything. And I'm like, oh, really great, you know. So, but after some time, she I think she thought I was like really trying to um, freeload and lay on her and all that kind of stuff. And right, she wanted me out, you know. And so one day she told me, she said, "Listen, I'm not taking you back to the library anymore to find because she's she's the older lady, so she don't have internet and all that kind of stuff. So I have to go to the library right up the street." you know, to look for a job and all that kind of stuff, you know, still online at that time. And I'm not taking you to the library anymore. And you, uh, I'm not helping you find a job. And I just can't do this anymore. I'm thinking like, okay, way down here in Georgia with nowhere to go. This woman's gonna put me out, you know. Lo and behold, uh, her daughter calls me and I, she must've told her and everything, right? Cause it was like shortly thereafter. 
And she told me, she said, hey, I heard you wanted to go to your nephew's graduation and everything. And I said, well, yeah. I said, he kind of threatened me and told me that if I'm not at his graduation in Houston, Texas, he's never speaking to me again. And so it was just like a lot of stress. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like, God, how am I going to do that? If my right. unemployment quit, I don't have any funds coming in. How am I going to get that? I don't have any money to get that. So she basically told me, she said, listen, I'm going to buy your plane ticket to go to Texas to go to uh, his graduation. I said, really? And really, I said, you know what? I have a feeling that this is it. Because she just told me that she's not going to take me back. So she's not going to take me uh, to the library or anything anymore. So I was like, I have a feeling I'm getting put out anyway. I get to Houston and everything for the graduation. And she calls me. She said, listen, I can't do this anymore. I, I, I mean, my bills are going up high and all that kind of stuff. You know, the water, I can't pay all this stuff. I can't take care of anybody. And, you know, I just want to live by myself. I'm thinking like, okay. So God, you told me that I was going to go to Georgia. What the heck am I doing back in Houston? You know what I'm saying? And at that point, I was so done with Houston. I, I was just like, you remember the old song, your body's here with me, but your mind is on the other side of town, right? Yep. Well, that's how it was. <laughs> My body's in Houston, <laughs> but my mind and my spirit and everything else is still in Georgia. <laughs> I did not want to be there. And I was thinking, I'm like, how am I going to get back to Georgia? You told me. And then God let me know. He said, well, actually, when I sent you to Georgia this last time, you were only there to spy out the land. I'm like, man, you could have told me that. I packed all my stuff and all my stuff is still there. Because <laughs> I, you know, coming to, uh, coming back to Houston, I was just packing a little suitcase so I could have some clothes and then come back. Mm -hmm. Although deep down, I knew I didn't know how it was going to play out. You know what I'm saying? I knew that she was going to put me out, but I'm thinking, like, how am I going to get it? I don't even have a car in order to get it back. The car was repoed. Wow. So you've done all of this that God has asked you to do. You Now, on top of that, you've lost your job. You've gotten kicked out the house <laughs> <laughs> you got your car repo and now you're stuck in texas where you don't want to be mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but here you are talking to me today from atlanta so obviously that's not where this ends to be continued <laughs> <laughs> next time on permission to leave <laughs> really though because i really didn't know and so um being in Houston, uh, at first it was okay until I told my family that she told me to stay. Well, I had to stay with somebody because I didn't have a house or anything else. And so when I told them that, guess what? That was an instant replay of what I went through at her house and my relative's house. They started doing the same thing. So they wanted me out. And I'm thinking like, I kid you not, uh, at least every week I was being threatened. You got to get out of the house. You're not contributing to anything. It was really about that because I didn't have anything to really contribute. You know? uh -huh. So I was even having thoughts like, okay, if I have to, if I have to get out, only thing I can think to do is go to Walmart. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking, how am I going to get my suitcase in that? Um, I said, I go to Walmart and I said, the back bathroom. Uh-oh. Well, what do you have? He's doing it again. Yeah, all I heard was go to the Walmart back bathroom and then it was gone. Okay, so um, all I could think about was if I get put out, I can go to a Walmart somewhere. And then they have a back bathroom where, you know, at nighttime there's no traffic back there. I'm thinking like I'll just court from some time, act like I'm shopping. And then when it's time for, you know, you know, some they stay open 24 hours. So when there's no traffic back there, I was going to go in the back bathroom. You know, some kind of way. I don't know how I was going to get my suitcase in there without them noticing. But I said, I'll just sleep on the bathroom floor. Mm. Hey, when you're homeless. I you know, hear you. I hear you. And I'm thinking, like, I have no choice. And I'm and at that time, I was 400 pounds. So I'm thinking, like, well, I could barely hardly walk, you know, so. Mm -hmm. So that's that sickness you were talking about earlier. I think what, what, 
gets me though is that you're doing what God told you to do. He sent you there and you're still in this place of not knowing where you're going to sleep, what you're going to eat. Like, Mm -hmm. so you're doing everything that God told you to do and you just don't know what's next. Yeah. Yeah. And I was steady praying, my God, you're not talking now. I hate those seasons where God is not necessarily speaking. He's, you know, people say he's always speaking. I said, well, did he turn my hearing off or something? I mean, he, he, made me, <laughs> he ain't talking to me. He's talking to everybody else then. I want to know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Help me. Do I need a Q-tip or what? I don't know. You know, so I'm thinking, God, what am I going to do? And so God just kept buying time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I, I, several times I, I packed my bags and I was like, and she was like, where are you going? I said, I don't know. You told me you want me out. And that was my thing. Nobody, it was like nobody wanted me around. I felt like I've been under the bridge for years. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to come in and they want me out of there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if you want me out. I just don't want to be a bother to anybody because I was a bother to the lady and I'm a bother to you. I'm like, I'm just out, you know? You don't have to go just stay, but you got to figure out something. So it was like hell the whole time, you know? And so I guess I'm going too long with the story. So, <laughs> uh, because it's just so much to it and you have to kind of condense it down. So um, the next time when it was time to go, um, I had came into some money. I won't say what it is right now. because I better not say that right now. <laughs> but I came into some, God blessed me. And usually the kind of uh, finances that you get with this, it takes a long time. I prayed to God. I said, God, I'm tired. I'm tired. I said, something's got to happen. I said, I, I went and I applied for this loan. I'll leave it like that. And so I said, it used to take months, almost to a year to get approved for that loan. I said, I need you to expedite it. Girl, when I t- tell you the matter of days after saying that, they called me and told me I was approved and I need to report that. I'm like, wow. Oh, shut up. So I was able to get my own apartment and stuff like that for, you know, for the remainder of the time I was there. And this time I was there for about a year and a half. You know what I'm saying? And so same thing happened all over again. I'm like, I'm sitting here. My body is here with me and my mind is still in Georgia. And I'm thinking, like, God, I'm not understanding what you're saying. What am I? I got the apartment. Great. Now I'm in peace in my own place. How do I get back? And when do I? I say, are you going to make me sit here for another four to five years or so? I said, so what am I going to do? And so again, TD Jakes popped up and he started giving me understanding what God was doing. That man has been instrumental. I call him my Moses. You know what I'm saying? Because he led me, he led, yes, he led me through my wilderness season. And I I mean, it's almost like he was walking with me for real. He would even mention things that happened to me. He was like, that's why you went through such and such. I'm like, how did he know that? You know what I'm saying? It was really crazy. When it got unbearable, that I would call them, text them. Nobody would answer me. They didn't want anything to do with me. And so after a while, I said, well, listen, I said, it's hurtful not to hear from them or not to respond. Come see me. My sister lived in the same complex. They would go see her and leave. They wouldn't even come check on me or anything. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I was like, I don't understand what's going on. It's, there's a lot I still didn't understand. So I told God, why am I here? I said, because they, I, it'd be different if I was here with family. But right. they're not talking to me or anything. So I might as well go back to Georgia for real. At least I can psych myself out and say it's a hundred and some miles for the reason why I can't see my family than to be in the same city and state and they won't come see me. Well, right. you know the truth, but at the same time, I'm, I'm trying to just mm-hmm. make it. It feels better when you say it a different way. Yes. <laughs> and they called me, uh, the friends that my sister was hanging out with, and they said, hey, what are you doing? And I said, just sitting here. And they said, why don't you come over? We, we're over here praying and, you know, uh, God is prophesying and, you know, he, he may have a word for you. I'm thinking of anything to get out of this house. Went over there and uh, I called him my play brother. You know, um, he was like ministering and stuff. And as soon as I walked through the door, he was just staring at me. I said, all right, bro, what you got? You know what I'm saying? I know God's going to say something to you. All he said was, God said, what you waiting on? Girl, I left there. I started tearing up my house, pulling that stuff, pulling boxes out. I started packing that night. I don't have to have a plane ticket this time. I'm thinking like, oh my God, now I got to get rid of everything I got. Like, Jesus. 
And I'm going to tell you something funny, though. Uh, one of my sisters, uh, that she was living at that time, uh, she had given me some things and uh, for the house that I was living in. And she told me I could have it, right? And so I was thinking, like, oh, I'm going to take this back. It cost too much to get it to Georgia. And so she calls me. She said, listen, I'm going to tell you something. I want all my stuff back you talking about you going to Georgia. I had just asked God, how am I going to get rid of this stuff? And I said, oh, you're going to come and get your stuff? I said, I'll pack it up. I hung up. I said, thank you, God, because now I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I'm like, Answers and all. He was trying to be mean. I'm thinking, like, girl, you just answered a prayer. You don't even realize that. <laughs> That's it. So anyway, uh, pretty much, let's fast forward. I end up flying back, right? And the whole time uh, left uh, with me packing everything, trying to get to Georgia, I was really on my head trying to figure out where am I going to stay? Because I couldn't go back where I was. The lady didn't want me there, right? Uh -huh. So anyway, um, I got to Georgia. I flew. Got to Georgia and I was thinking like, wait a minute. I was on my head trying to find somewhere to live, which I didn't. I'm not going to get from the airport to a hotel. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so God decides he wants to provide a little angel for me. Out of the blue, um, I was going down to baggage claim to get my bags. And I was, again, I was walking. <sighs> I was breathing hard because, you know, I was overweight and I couldn't really walk. And so this man said, daughter, are you okay? And I looked up, I kid you not, that man looked exactly like my stepdad that passed away a couple of years ago. Wow. I was like, this, you know, I was going to Perry? He's like, no, I'm not Perry. I don't know who Perry is. It was, a, it was like a slight difference, but body structure, everything. And I was just stunned. He said, can, can I help you with something? And then I think like, no, I had pride and everything. He, he wanted to get me a wheelchair and everything. And I had a little pride. I'm thinking like, no, I'm not riding in no wheelchair. I'm embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? Good thing he did. Listen, when that man got through me, he said, I'm going to take care of you. He put me, he had like a cart and he was taking the lost and found luggage to lost and found and everything. So uh -huh. he said, I'm going to put all your bags in there. And not to mention that, I had an extra bag because I was trying to get everything in that suitcase and it, over, it weighed too much. And so God even worked it out where I didn't have to pay anything for luggages or anything. Somebody that worked at the airport in Houston knew a cousin of mine and helped me out to get my stuff. So God was still providing at that time. Wow. And so, but... Uh, again, the man in Georgia, he took my stuff, put it on the cart, and he called. He he just called the wheelchair anyway. You know what I'm saying? Because I needed help. Girl, they whisked me all the way over to where the shuttle was, and before I knew it, I blinked and I was at a hotel. I'm thinking, like, how the heck did I get here? It was so fast. Wow. So he just step by step, just laid yeah, it out right. as you're moving. And then God provides. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say a person don't have to be afraid. When God right. tells you something, you really don't have to be. Of course, it's scary. You, it, you, uh -huh. scary, you know what I'm saying? Uh, hey, whatever's next to me, I'm scared. But I have so much, uh, what, what do you call it? Evidence, whatever you call it, I don't know, of that God will come through for you. Yeah, you got evidence, receipts, all of that. <laughs> yes, you know what I'm saying? Um, what, the, the scraps, save the scraps, I have all yes. of that. Okay. Oh, you know what? That was one of my favorite sermons. Not that that's yes, girl. Huh. <laughs> yes. That's a whole nother word right there. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you talked about like this whole journey of faith and obedience and asking and receiving and all of that. And you know, you talked from the very beginning about like God showing up and you had these gifts that you were using when you were in church and in high school. But it doesn't sound like you were using them much in the middle because you were creating spreadsheets and doing all of these things for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And now you're in acting, which brings us full circle back to where you started. So how did you like get through that middle piece? Now you're in acting. Like how did you get back to what you were called to do? Okay. So uh yeah, like you said, from the very beginning, when he started speaking purpose to me, um uh he said you're going to be acting and things like that. I said, what you talking about, Willis? I'm like, acting? <laughs> <laughs> okay, secretarial work, uh, whatever else I used to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, acting? Where'd that come from? 
And then he brought me all the way back. I said, God, I can't act. When was the last time I acted? I said, the only time I did was something in church and in high school. Okay. He said, exactly. He, and he brought me all the way back to when I did the play in church first. He said, remember what your sister told you. You know, it was another sister that, um, see what happened was one sister had put on a play and everything, right? And her, the main character of that play bailed out at the last minute. I mean, probably the day before the play, right? And so my sister, I was like a little extra child. I guess they didn't think I could do anything back then either. I don't know. But I was just like a little extra in the play. And she said, I don't have nobody else. You're going to take this home. You're going to learn it. And you're going to be my main character. Mm. What you talking about, Wilhelmina? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm like, um, and of course back then I did what everybody told me. I'm like, oh, okay. I did it though. It was so interesting and I learned how to do it. And uh, when I acted it out and everything, it was a part where my son, uh, I found out my son had died and everything over the phone and everything. And I had everybody in tears in the audience. Everybody was like, you did a good job, my God, it was so good. And my sister came to me and she said, listen, you had everybody in tears in the audience like that, right? She said, you were so good. She said, I actually felt your anointing when you did it. Anointing and acting? See, I never thought about, you know, we, we say it now, we, we know what that is, that you actually have an anointing in your gift. I thought those things were separate. Like you either can sing, uh -huh. and you're anointing, you're like, hey, hallelujah. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, using something, whatever, but nothing right. like seeing and, and the anointing, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you have an anointing to act, but it stayed with me. When she said that, I don't know, it was like John the Baptist and, and, and Jesus, okay? Mm -hmm. When Mary and Luke came in the same room and um, John the Baptist leaped in Elizabeth's womb. Right. You know when she said that the same thing happened, it was like, someone on the inside, my baby leaped, okay? <laughs> That's your gift right there. And, and it's like I said, for years it stayed with me and everything. I'm like anointing with that. And God brought that back to me. He said, not only that, he said, remember when you were in school and it happened sort of similar where um, when I was in high school uh, in my senior year, I wasn't even in drama or anything through my whole uh, high school journey. And so um, I had taken all my senior classes except for uh, senior English. And the counselor told me, she said, well, all the rest of your classes have to be electives. She said, so tell me what you want. And one of those was drama. So the drama teacher uh, wanted to see how well we all act. So he just gave us some scenes to act out and we went to memorize them and everything. And the same exact thing happened. And I told God, I said, God, come on, you gotta, you gotta help me out with this. You know, it's me and you, you know, he wants to see how well I act, you know, and my sister can act to tell her, she, she's an actress too. And so, um, is it freezing? Yep, it just did. Okay. And so my sister could act too. And so he wanted to tell what I can act. So I told God, I said, listen, I'm going to go out here and do this. I need your help. Listen, God showed up. Okay. I love so it. Thing happened. The, the students, everybody, I could hear sniffling and all that. I'm like, what is going on with them? But I just kept going, right? And they were crying and all that kind of stuff. And when I got through, we had a standing ovation, okay? And so it, all the students were like, oh my God, you were so good, and this and blah, 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 right? And I'm thinking like, oh, okay, thank you. And when the class was over, he said, okay, everybody go to your next classes and everything. He said, but you, stop, stay. I was like, this here, okay. And he said, he, he put everybody out and everything. He said, now this is off the record because I'm your teacher, I ain't supposed to say that. He said, oh, I ought to kick your butt. <laughs> like a teacher talking to me like that? I'm reporting you. Well. <laughs> but he said, are you kidding me? He said, you were so phenomenal. He said, you should have been in my classes a long time ago. And so fast forward, you know, um, God was showing me that because he said, you have it in you. Mm -hmm. I realized that from the very beginning that I was using you even then. See, Throughout our whole life, there's clues to your purpose. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's clues. There were things that I've seen uh, when I was little. You know what I'm saying? I saw myself on the stage and everything, right? I saw myself singing. I always wanted to be like a little singer and everything, right? My sisters, they always singing. I was a little shy. I wanted to be a singer, but I wasn't singing out by myself. I was still right. in the background, right? So, but this particular dream, I, it was like I was in the audience watching myself and I had the microphone, I was singing. 
And but people's hands were up like this here, right? I could see everything, but I couldn't hear. Well, right. what I was seeing or anything. And I know from uh, when I was little, I used to always say, man, I'm going to bring people hope and everything. You know what I'm saying? If they're going through anything, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to lift their spirit and stuff. Not really realizing what I was saying then. God is hope, you know? And so God said, yep. so vision that you saw years ago, he said, you're going to be doing that. He said, but you're going to do it to the glory and honor of me. Like that, right? He said, oh, by the way, those hands that were up, they were praising me. That's what that was. So you saw yourself in the future giving people hope through your voice. He said, I'm going to use it. He said, also, he said, as well as preaching, he said, that's not where you're going to be. He said, that's not even the stage you're going to be. You're going to be on a different kind of stage. He said, and again, behold, I'll do a new thing. He said, your preaching, your messages are going to come through a whole different channel. It's going to be a whole different stage. It's not to say you won't ever preach again. Mm -hmm. but you're going to be delivering a message through your acting. And I was like, you know, I'm trying to put two into the other. I'm like, what? You know, that's until like Tyler Perry and all that stuff came. <laughs> I'm thinking like, oh, okay, I get it. Because more people are starting to bring God's name out and stuff. And that's the thing about the industry and everything. You know, uh, God is getting ready to do that. Right. You know, back in the day, you know, they didn't want Jesus' name mentioned on TV and all that kind of stuff, right? So, but now God is saying, I'm raising up people who are not ashamed to call my name. That's and it. It's about saving souls. You know what I'm saying? So, um, he said he's going to make my name great, but I'm not even concerned about that, but only if it's to the glory of God. I'm only here for that. You know what I'm right. saying? You were talking about like, you know, how the industry is changing. Mm -hmm. And I know in our conversation, one of the things that you said was, you know, I was just an extra in that movie. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether there's a big name attached to the movie or not, one of the things that I told you that God spoke to me specifically for you because it was just bothering me because it was like I know the story that you have like you've been on my heart for like two years and wow. so I know like there's power in everything that you have to say so saying that you were just an extra in in that movie was just like I don't know it was devastating to me so I went and I found you know this list of people who started out as just extras in the movie but it's like they use that as you know the, that one thing and in that movie like you say your face was on screen like it was a uh, full frontal and it's like that was god's way of saying hey remember that face because she's coming back so mm. and it's like when i see you and i listen to you talk and i see the things that you post and the messages that you share and just stuff that you um like dm me on on the different social medias and it's like it's always right right at that very second when it's like you God. know what god forget it i'm giving up i can't do this i don't have time i don't have the energy i don't have the patience nobody's listening you know i have a million and one excuses and you will plop something either on your timeline or in my inbox and it's like all right okay let's go let's go and it's that one thing that i need like i told you yesterday there are some times when i can pop on facebook and it'll just be that one thing that you just posted and i hop back off and that's all i need to just like go so for you to say it was just that one thing and like discount it don't discount anything just like you know you learn from the process of him getting you across the country twice you know, and, you know, getting you from doing movies or doing plays when you were younger to doing movies now, it's like, God has a plan. He's got, you know, all these ways of doing things and he leaves clues. You making that, even if it was just one shot, yeah. you making that appearance in that movie, that was a clue for the rest of the world to say, pay attention. Yeah. That's my two cents. Oh, no. <laughs> that was more than two cents, for real. So. <laughs> And it's just so fun. That's really confirmation because it's just so funny. Just the other day, uh, I kind of thought about that. You know what I'm saying? It just kind of like popped in my head. And one of the movies was Acrimony that my face was actually shown on. Mm -hmm. Graduation scene of uh, Acrimony, Shameless Club. And so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kate, you want to see that face? Let me stop. I love it. <laughs> I was thinking about that and uh, not necessarily the other actors like you did. So I'm glad you said that because I want to see that. And I thought about it. I, it's like I heard people say, hey, they, you know, maybe years later, they're watching Acrimon and say, hey, Kay Souls, I didn't know she was in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so 
kind of popped in my head, and I'm, I'm glad you said it, and I'm glad you sent whatever you sent because it is encouraging. You know, of course, Tyler Perry, if you see this, I want a major role. <laughs> but I was actually thinking about that. That's why I said shameless plug. <laughs> You just never know what God is doing. You're right about those clues because, you know, even that day was special for some reason. Usually when I even go on his set or, uh, or another set or whatever, um, they have me looking horrible, okay? I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, no makeup, no nothing. Lord, look like, look like, no, I won't say that. But yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I looked horrible, okay? So, but this particular day on Acrimony, they were just doing my hair and all that kind of stuff, braiding it up. And the girl just took her time doing my makeup and all that kind of stuff, right? So um, I'm thinking like, what are they doing to me? I said, oh, she's really making me up today, right? When I got finished, everybody was like, oh my God, you are so beautiful. Oh, this, your hair, this, this is going, I'm thinking like, fine. I was like, what did they do to me? I didn't even look in the mirror because I usually, I'm like, usually I'm looking horrible. So I'm like, I ain't gonna look. <laughs> So when they were saying that, I actually went to the bathroom. I went, it was, I'm telling you, I'm showing you how I walked up and I went like, okay, let me look at me. I went, I did a double take. I said, <laughs> I'm like, oh I love it. So I'm like, oh my God, I am beautiful. What did they do? I'm like, ooh, I'm looking good. Wait a minute. Hold on. Now. I said, okay, you got to get back in there. I'm thinking like, my God. And I, you know, I was a graduation parent, so I was dressed up and everything, right? Mm -hmm. It was just like so much favor that day. It was just crazy. You know what I'm saying? That it was like I was getting a special treatment. I'm thinking like, wait a minute, pop my collar. Did I make it, Jesus? I thought I was extra. I feel like a celebrity right now. Hey, sometimes <laughs> it's still in the works. You know, God was just doing some miraculous things and, and some things that he had prom you know, promised me and things like that. It was his way of showing me that, hey, I haven't forgot about you. Right. I'm still going to do what I said. And this is just a, I told you what I was going to do, but I just wanted to show you in the physical that I'm actually going to do it. You know what I'm saying? I and love that, it. Yeah. That whole day. I, that was like the last time I had been on set and everything. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's just, that just stayed in my mind. I'm thinking that's a lasting impression right there. <laughs> I bet that it was wonderful. You know? That'll do it. Yes. This is one quick thing. It's, it's one quick uh, quote that T.D. Jakes uh, had said one time that even just helped me to find my purpose. He said, if you can't figure out your purpose, he said, figure out your passion because it's your passion that's going to lead you to your purpose. Nice. So, about that, people, what do you love to do? What's your gift? I like, that. Yeah. I like it. That was awesome. It was great talking to you and hearing like awesome. about your journey and how you, how you got to, you know, from there to here to where you are now. Mm -hmm. um, how can people find you, follow you and your journey? What's next? So okay. if you want to find me, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and they're both are under Actress K-Solve and you can find all my work and things there. Awesome. So in the show notes, I will have your socials so that people can, you know, follow you on social and I'll drop your email in there and they can get in contact with you. But I want to thank you so much for like having this conversation with me, just knowing that this is just a tip of the iceberg. I can't wait to see what's next. And I appreciate you so much for coming to talk to me and sharing with me. I really do. Yes. Thank you. I thank you so much. This is